The clock has hit zero, and this one is in the books. It's time for Cougar Postum Post Game Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Postum Post Game Live. Postum, there's a reason. Post game coverage is also brought to you by America First Credit Union, Utah's number one credit union, and your winning financial team. Now, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Your final score from LaBelle Edwards Stadium this afternoon, BYU starting out the season 1-0 with a 20-6 victory over Portland State. Welcome in to Cougar Postum Post Game Live. Looking to get your reaction? You can chime in on Twitter at JSN Shep is where you can tweet me. We'll get down to the post-game press conference room coming up in just a few minutes. We'll let you hear from head coach Kalani Sataki as well as uh, players uh, after today's victory for the Cougars. Don't forget, next week, BYU, big game against LSU in Houston. But lots to talk about in regards to this game. Again, at JSN Sheps, how you can chime in on Twitter if you'd like to uh, make a comment, your thoughts, impressions on this first game for the Cougars. Uh, I go back to something that I, I heard from Tanner Mango when he was talking with Nate Mickle on the field, and I thought he summed it up perfectly. He said there's room for improvement. He says you've got, definitely got to clean up the penalties. And I think that that's one thing when you look, about, look at what we saw today in this game. The stats were good. In terms of total yards, rushing yards, passing yards, um, the way the defense was able to hold Portland State. I mean, they only rushed for 86 yards. I, I realize that people probably expected more points on the board, but that was the only thing really that was lacking in this game. BYU gets the win, of course, but the stats were there. BYU's total yards, 365. Rushing yards, 171. Squally Canada, almost 100 yards rushing, average 6.3. So there were really good performances. BYU just wasn't able on the offensive side of the football, able to score. When you look at what BYU's defense did, I thought they were actually really good today. There were two extended drives, which we saw, that gave Portland State almost all of their yardage and certainly all of their points. They had six points. BYU's defense held Portland State to six points. So, yes, offensively, I think everybody expected more, and I, and I say everyone, and meaning BYU themselves. That didn't happen. I think that's what Tanner's talking about is cleaning up some of those penalties, lots of room for improvement. That's why you play games like this right out of the gate, just to see where you are. Because over the last four weeks, BYU has been in fall camp and practicing against each other. This is a, a good representation for the coaches to say, okay, well, where, where are we at? Where do we need to improve? And that's exactly, I'm sure, what the coaches are, are talking to them about. Again, if you want to chime in, uh, at JSN Shep, we'll try and get to some of those, but we are going to get down to the post-game press conference room coming up in just a few minutes. Postum has been the perfect family drink for more than 120 years. There's a reason Postum creates warm memories. Visit Postum.com. Coming up next, we'll... Hopefully be able to hear from the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Kalani Sataki, as well as some of the Cougar players down in the post-game press conference room. Your final today, 20-6. BYU defeats Portland State. Cougar post and post-game live continues next on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
Jason Shepard with you on Cougar Postum Post Game Live. The Cougars defeat Portland State in Game One of the 2017 season, 20 to six. Your final score from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Let's get you caught up today on other action going on in college football. Not a lot going on, but a pretty entertaining game in Fort Collins, Colorado. Oregon State at Colorado State. The Rams defeat the Beavers. 58 to 27. Also just underway in the first quarter, Hawaii leading UMass by a score of 7 to 0. Coming up a little bit later on tonight, South Florida on the road at San Jose State and then at 10 p.m. Mountain, excuse me, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, number 14 Stanford will be taking on Rice and the that game is going to be played. It's not in the United States. That game being played in Sydney, Australia. So again, not a lot going on in terms of college football today, but uh, pretty uh, pretty impressive performance from Colorado State, 58-27 over Oregon State. And speaking of Oregon State, that's who Portland State will play next week. They start off with two uh, FBS opponents, and then uh, we'll... we'll st- they won't see opponents that uh, that good as the uh, as the season c- goes on, uh, but that is the next opponent for the uh, Portland State Vikings. Again, if you want to chime in, waiting for uh, Kalani Sataki to get to the podium, and uh, we'll get you down and get some of his post game press conference uh, notes. Uh, this tweet coming in from Michael King says, "Better to start off with a game like this, work out any issues before LSU, Utah, and Wisconsin." And, you know, that's what I was saying in the last uh, segment. I mean, that's why you play a game like this. It's These are an opportunity to see where you are, see where you need to improve, and, and get an accurate assessment uh, on both sides of the football. And like I said, defensively, I thought BYU played really, really well. Yes, there were some penalties on both sides of the football that the coaches are certainly will want to clean up. You heard from Tanner Mangum who said that that they've got to clean those types of things up. But defensively, I thought they played really well. Sione Takitaki was somebody who really stood out to me. Uh, Your leading tackler for the day was Fred Warner with 10 total tackles, 7 solo. Then Sione Takitaki with 7 tackles, 6 solo. Also had 2 sacks. Uh, Trajan Peely also with a sack. Uh, So uh, all in all, and again, 6 points. That's all Portland State scored today was six points. So uh, defensively, I, I actually thought they played really well, kept Portland State from uh, from being able to, to rush the football. And all in all, it's a W. 20-6 is your final score. And again, coming up next week, BYU taking on LSU. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to uh, some of the uh, the Twitter. Again, at JSN Shep, if you want to chime in, your thoughts on this. Uh, this one, how about this? This one from Paul Schumann. Watched in Iraq. How about that? Positives. Uh, Bushman and no turnovers. Uh, D allowed. Uh, D played well in the second half. The negatives, no TD in the second half for BYU offense. Let's talk about Matt Bushman. This is a guy that uh, that we've talked about a lot in the offseason, and I've been really high on Matt Bushman, and he did absolutely nothing today to change my mind on uh, on what is possible for him. And certainly we saw the tight ends being um, relied upon significantly more uh, this game than what we've seen in the past. Matt Bushman, three catches today for 56 yards and a, a big reception, uh, his first of the game that, that set up the very first touchdown to Neil Pau. Uh, Talon Shumway with two catches for 47 yards. Uh, mentioned Neil Powell, the one catch for 28 and a touchdown. 
down. Uh, Matt Bushman is definitely somebody, and I think if you were watching the game, uh, if you were able to see him, he just looks very comfortable. He looks like what we're used to seeing BYU tight ends look like in terms of size, ability, uh, hands, being able to catch those. I, I just think it's uh, – I, I think – the sky is the limit for a guy like Matt Bushman. Oh, and by the way, thanks for uh, for watching uh, in Iraq. Uh, always love to hear where uh, where people are, are tuning in. Uh, we know BYU has an international audience, so to be able to hear uh, people talking about watching and, and listening to the game in Iraq, uh, appreciate you chiming in, Paul. Um, should we take a, a break here, Carter? Do we have anybody at the podium yet? All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Postum has been the perfect family drink for more than 120 years. There's a reason Postum creates warm memories. Visit Postum.com. When we come back, hopefully get down to the post-game press conference room and hear from the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sataki. That's all coming up next on Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Post Game Live. Cougar Post Game Live. Off tackle right into the end zone for the touchdown. This is the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Postum Post Game Live. Jason Shepard with you. Your final score today, 20-6 to BYU over Portland State. And again, uh, don't forget, next week, 8.30 Mountain Time is when the game will kick off. BYU taking on LSU in Houston, And again, with all the, the hurricane news and uh, concerns, obviously that's something that everybody will be monitoring uh, as we uh, get closer to next Saturday night's game between the Cougars and the Tigers. Uh, real fast, just updating those that may have just tuned in. Uh, one other game is a final uh, today in college football. Colorado State, a very impressive performance at home. They defeat Oregon State by a final score of 58-27. to Big performance at home for the Colorado State Rams. All right, I think uh, I think we're going to uh, go ahead and wrap up Cougar Post Game Live. We will let you hear from the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sataki, coming up next. It's the Cougar Locker Room Show. Your final from Provo today, twenty to six, BYU over Portland State. This is BYU football on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. He's going to go. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU 20 at Portland State 6, our final score. Greg Rubel and Mark Lyons with you here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Kalani Satake uh, yet to appear in the postgame press conference room. We expect him momentarily. And then he'll be followed by players. And they'll be followed by Nate Mickle, perhaps with another BYU player as our locker room show coverage continues. Let's go down to the press conference room now. I think we've got the coach there. Was this better? Who's walking in? We'll just have you alone and then one of you people have other two other Okay. Well, uh, tough game. <laughs> you know, uh, just happy we got the win. But I, th- I thought we uh, said it before, I think we made some mistakes that, that, that didn't really help much but uh, and weren't clean in, in, in most of our phases of the game. I thought Defensively, we did some good things and getting out of drives. We had to make some adjustments according to what Portland State was giving us, but uh, for the most part, I was happy that they were able to get the scoreless in the end, in the uh, second half. But uh, work to do. 
before next week and uh, looking forward to that opportunity. But um, just happy we got the win. Also, I think Portland State did a great job um, getting their guys ready and they had a good game plan against us. And so uh, we need to make a lot of improvement from this game to the next and looking forward to starting on that. Kalani, how much of that is stuff that you see as should be easily correctable and how much of that worries you just in the sense that there were so many mistakes? No, I'm not worried. I, I think that... Uh, I mean, obviously, I wish we would have played differently and then not made so many mistakes, but um, I, I know what our coaches are capable of, and I know what our players are capable of. And so uh, if, if we would have played our best and the same result would have happened, then I would have been grateful for the win, but then I would be a little nervous about uh, how good we are. you know. So uh, I, I feel like there's still a lot, a lot of plays and a lot of things out there for us to make, and just we, di- we didn't really get the opportunity to show it today. And um, so hopefully it shows up next week, and I think uh, we, we know what to work on now. It's just good to get that game out of the way and get a win, and you know, it's, 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 uh, we're thankful to be 1-0 and right now, but we also need some, some work. And I mean, in the locker room, I had to remind them that we won. You know, there was, the guys obviously weren't happy with the performance, but uh, that's just what I expect from those guys. But I also want them to respect the game and, and know that wins are hard to come by, and we'll build on this. It's easier to build off of a win in this, in this sense than if we were lost. And so uh, thankful that we won the game, but we definitely want to want to work on getting better and, and uh, look forward to doing that. Yeah, I think well, I think the penalties were drive killers for us, you know, and, um, whether it's holding or, or, or the chop blocks. I mean, there's just it's just simple mistakes that we we're making, and uh, you can't blame anybody but ourselves. I mean, we we uh, we made some mistakes when we shouldn't have had them. I, they had no really. Um, they had no bearing on the play, you know, the holding on the run, on the long run. I think it was Kavika that bust a run on us and on, on the, in the play in the game, and and the hold had nothing to really do with that with that that play, and so um, just not really smart. I mean, we have some guys that are still new to this, and uh, you know, I think it was good that they got some experience. I mean, so we can see it on film and fix it. But Tanner's performance, I mean, he made some he, he made he made some good calls up front on, on the line of scrimmage. He he. I thought he did well with the team. We just didn't make enough plays. We made way too many mistakes to even really evaluate his performance altogether. You know, I thought that he made some good throws, and he had some bad ones as well. But I mean, that's the game of football, especially in the quarterback position. But I thought he was poised. I thought he held himself together really well, and and, and kept rallying the guys on the team. So um, I, I I don't question him at all with his leadership skills and with his playing ability. Yeah, because I mean that wasn't showing up at all during the scrimmages and during our live stuff when we had referees here, and um, I, I don't know what to watch the film, but I just obviously not happy with it. But um, I know we're better than that, you know. So, um, like I said, it, it, no disrespect to Portland State, but we we did not do well enough in my mind to feel comfortable as a coach, as a head coach right now. So uh, we'll go back and we'll fix it, and and then we'll see how how much we improve. But uh, I mean, that was that's supposed to be our strength, you know. And so, uh, the mistakes and and uh, some of the things that we did up front. I mean, I thought that, I thought defensively, Portland State had a good game plan, you know. But guess what? We're gonna have to prepare for that game plan next week. I'm pretty sure uh, Dave Miranda and LSU will be ready for that. And there's a lot of guys that are smart coaches out there that know how to to follow the film, you know. So we'll, we're gonna have to approach the stuff that we saw today and and see if we can get better. We had huge commitment. 
trench is uh, in your program. You like you won in that, that battle today on both sides of the ball. I thought they were um, a physical line. You know, they had they returned a lot of starters, and um, I thought they handled line wise from Portland State. They they actually did well against Washington last year to get some really good draft picks, and I thought our D line held their own. I mean, we had a lot of new guys in there, and um, obviously didn't create a lot of big plays, but they didn't really give us as many drop pa- drop back passes. You know, they tried to run, and there's a lot of quick game, so we had to make some adjustments, but. Um, the, the only thing I would say defensively that we need to get better is get out of third downs. Um, they converted a lot of third downs on some drives, and, and then uh, I think they converted some fourth downs as well. And so we just need to get out of those and create more disruption and get some, some big plays. We had one turnover today, and it's not good enough, So especially for that defense. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for improvement in all three phases. And, and, uh, but I, I thought physically up front, I thought we were the guys on D-line that uh, you know, I was expecting that. Um, on, on the offensive line, I was expecting more from the offensive line, and uh, we have, you know, we have a really good team that's coming up next week that these guys will be ready for. I think he he did some really good things you know, during camp, and I think that going into the this, to this season, he had more experience. But uh, you're going to see a, a good mixture of those guys. I mean the. I think you're looking at this KJ Rand, Kavika Rand, you know. So we'll we'll see how it how it goes. I mean, I don't think I don't think uh, competition ever stops, and so um, we'll see how how it goes with the committee. Speaking of that, Ryan didn't play. What's I don't know. I have to see how many plays he how many snaps he had, but yeah, it just wasn't wasn't even he didn't play any. Then it wasn't in the game plan. Which power status? Yeah, so we'll, we should. I mean, there's a lot of guys that were on that we're you know we're, we're hoping to play this week, and and um, just happened that, that some of them were able to go and some of them weren't. I mean, through the, through the uh, the hardships of the fall camp, that's what happens, you know. So uh, we plan on having a lot of those guys back. We plan on having Butch back next week. What about Moroni? Yeah, same thing. I think we have to evaluate it a little bit more. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you, and we don't really. Um, discuss injuries. I know you guys have to ask it, but uh, I think all the guys that didn't play today, we're going to evaluate. I think when there's a season-ending injury, then we would confirm with you guys on that. So. What did you make of Sione Tarkin's performance? I thought he did good. I thought he was, dis- he was disruptive and um, he was active. I mean, we, we played him a little bit linebacker, too, you know, so uh, he, he did some really good things as outside linebacker, and obviously his pass rushing skills were nice, but I thought um, he really did a good job holding up in the run game. He got bigger and he's gotten stronger, and his technique has been really nice. And so, I thought he held up in the run game against a big physical line, and uh, I was really impressed with him on that. But that's what we saw all camp, and we just hope it continues. On the chop block calls, has that been relayed to you that that would be a point of emphasis? It just seemed like you got it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think we got a couple, and they got one called, but then taken off. I mean, I don't know how it all works. I, I have to see it on film and. While the game's going, I mean, I'd like to believe that we didn't do it. <laughs> I'd like to believe that we didn't hold, you know, but uh, the honor system doesn't really work in football, so that's why we have referees. But I, I thought the um, – I mean, we'll have to look at it. You know, it, the, the game is – we're trying to protect players, and I'm all for that. So if, if there's anything that was illegal, then we should be penalized for it. I mean, not going to excuse our guys. That's – we just have to play clean. I, I, I don't think it was anything malicious or anything like that. I thought – uh, I have to look at the film, but there's nothing that, with the intent that we're going to do some 
some damage. It was just, I think it just kind of happened in the play and happened with some of their blitzes. I thought it was just kind of a freak type of deal. You were able to use a lot of guys. How beneficial is that for a lot of first-year guys to get, get their feet wet going into LSU? Oh, it, was, it was really good, and 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 um, just to get the feet wet a little bit, you know, as far as um, um, getting out there and playing in the game, and and for a lot of guys to see how their fitness level is and, and whether they're conditioned. I thought we held our own. I thought we did really good with with, with our guys and playing in the hot sun. You know, I, I was really impressed with our conditioning, and uh, the ma- the main thing from this game was just the mental breakdown, some of the mental issues that we had, and the mistakes. That's and what we can fix those. You know, it, I don't think there was anything having to do with ability or talent so uh but when you make those type of mistakes you're not really able to evaluate or even improve with and then be effective with your talent so no i don't i don't th- i don't think so i mean we, we we practice in the heat you know and i don't I'm not gonna overthink it i think we just made some stupid mistakes and uh We'll enjoy the win, but then we'll fix the mistakes and, and uh, try to be better next week. And I think uh, it's been said that a lot of improvement happens from week one to week two, and we're really looking forward to that being true. Any other questions? All right, guys, thank you very much. All right, that is head coach the Cougars, Kalani Satake. The Cougar Locker Room Show continues with player comments next here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. BYU football is on the air. The ball's loose on a fumble, and the Cougars have recovered. This is the new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU 20, Portland State 6. Quarterback Tanner Mangum, linebacker Fred Warner at the press conference podium here in Provo. Fred, uh, Kalani said he had to remind you guys in the locker room that he won. Why was that? That was, what, 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 what? He had to remind you guys in the locker room that he won the game. Oh, that we won. Why was that? It's just, it, it's mainly because we're just a, such, a, such a competitive group, you know. We all want to do our best, and we want to <clears throat> we want to dominate the game. And we were, we were going to do that this game, and you know, we did a lot of positive this game, but a lot of things to work on, you know. But uh, I think we did really well. Talk about the defensive performance. They had one really long drive where they had a couple fourth downs. Right. Other than that, you guys held them, held them scoreless. Yeah, I mean, like like you saw, I think we did pretty well on first and second down, but third down was. Uh, we need to get off the field, a couple of four downs, um, and that's something that we're going to clean up. Tanner, what was your thoughts on the offensive performance? Uh, I mean, it's I, it's tough to say right now. I mean, I, I don't watch them, you know, <laughs> during the game. Um, so, I, you know, I have to watch the film. But, you know, we, we, we showed flashes, like I said before. You know, we busted off some big runs and, and had, some, had some good plays. I, you know, protection overall was pretty solid. I didn't feel like it was um, too bad. So you know I, they're 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 fighting their their tails off every play you know so I'm I'm grateful to have those guys in front of me those guys are um, you know some of my closest friends and they're they're doing their very best so we'll watch the film see what we can, we can do better um, to be more consistent you know that's the key is consistency and I, so we got to be able to to do that and, and and you know if we're gonna have success moving forward you guys have been singing Neil Pau's. Uh, Kind of been hyping him throughout fall camp. Did you think your first touchdown of the year would be going to Neil? Last year was the Braden Albacre. Braden was the first touchdown. This year was Neil. You just never know, you know, who's who's going to be. But that was a good play by him. You know, made made guys miss. 
um, you know, got the first score of the season. So that was cool, you know, to see him come, up, come out and make play. That's good for his confidence, you know, because we, we believe in him and we, we, you know, we know he can be a playmaker for us. So that was, that was awesome for him to start off like that. A lot of first-year players were able to come in, more particularly on the defensive mm-hmm. side. How did those, those guys do in general? How did they do? Yeah. I thought they did really well. You know, we had, uh, what's his name? I'm blanking. Kyrus? Lorenzo? We had Kyrus. Yeah, Kyrus came in. He did really well for us. Behind me, <coughs> um, Chaz. I'm blanking. Uh, Chaz did really well when he came in, you know. So, you know, guys are coming in. And Matt, you know, coming in at Bo, Cool J, all those guys, you know, they all came in. We practiced hard, and they were prepared, and, you know, they made plays. It was a little strange not having Francis and Butch out there with you. Yeah, it was a little strange, you know. Obviously, we were the we were the core last year, and I think we made the majority of the plays. But you know, that just means I got to step up, and everybody else who's behind them or pulling them for them got to step up. Were you expecting Butch to be out today? Uh, I just heard the news like everybody else, and you know, we next man up, next person plays. Greg, what was it like playing with Sione for the first time in a couple of years? In the field. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun, you know, seeing him make plays again, him being out there, you know, he brings a lot of energy, you know, and is disruptive, you know, and you can see it on the stats, he had two sacks today, and that will continue to, to keep going throughout the season, I believe, and the team's going to have to be aware of him. Is it nice to get a game like this out of the way, though, going into next week's high-profile matchup with LSU? Well, you know, you, you got to respect every opponent, you know, and, and uh, you know, so obviously any game is good for experience, for confidence. So it's you know it's good for us to be able to to play today and then and to see what we can work on. You know you know I think we can can use it um, you know to our advantage, be able to clean things up and you know be even better this next week. So you know obviously you know very excited for the challenge to play LSU next week. You know we gotta um, you know we're excited for the for the opportunity. So you know we're looking forward to just cleaning up this week, learning from from this game, and then. Moving on to next Saturday. No, it doesn't make you question anything. You know, it's you know, like I mentioned before, we, we saw some good things. You know, running backs making big runs, receivers making big catches. It's just, now it's just a matter of doing more of it. You know, being more consistent. So I'm not, you know, going to worry. I'm not going to, um, you know, panic. It's 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 game. got to be more consistent now and, and focus on our strengths and be able to, to do those even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, you, you take it the good and the bad, you know. Um, you know, I'm not sure ex- exactly what, um, you know, each, each – each game is going to be tough, you know, and, and you're going to have good plays, you're going to have bad plays, and it's, you know, that's part of the game. But you just got to be able to, you know, appreciate the victory, appreciate the chance to play, and, uh, you know, appreciate the chance to be on this team. It's, you know, it's a ton of fun. So, you know, the good and the bad, you just got to got to enjoy it. Any other questions? Did the heat affect you guys at all today? It was pretty hot out there. I didn't. Not really. I mean, yeah. I saw that it affected a couple of players like Sione had to get, oh, Get some fluids, but I mean, we practice in the heat, so it's not too bad. They timed everybody. 
actividad de tu partido y qué podemos esperar para el siguiente encuentro contra el vecino. Bueno, gracias por la, por la pregunta. Bueno, hace tiempo que no hablo español en acerca de fútbol americano, pero por hoy día, como no, no fue como nuestra mejor uh, participación, como podríamos haber sido, haber hecho mejor, pero está bien, como tenemos que enfocarnos en, la, en, en lo positivo, tenemos que como, uh, apreciar la oportunidad de jugar y, y ganamos, entonces como hay, hay que ser feliz. No, 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 es, 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 es difícil ganar partidos, como trabajamos bien duro para ganar, entonces lo hicimos, entonces tenemos que apreciarlo. Um, bueno, vamos a, uh, ojalá, jugar mejor la semana que viene, porque tenemos una, bueno, un, un equipo muy bueno en LSU, entonces tenemos que mejorar esta, esta semana que viene, tenemos que enfocarnos en, en uh, uh, bueno, jugar más, más fuerte, creo, uh, especialmente men como mentalmente. Uh, los, los penales uh, nos nos uh, bueno mataron algunos de nuestros um, oportunidades entonces tenemos que ser mejor así en, en eso um, pero tengo esperanza porque sé bueno conozco nuestro equipo conozco lo, los jugadores en, en el equipo y, y somos um, bueno trabajamos bien duro entonces esta semana vamos a trabajar más fuerte para que podamos estar listos para jugar eh, estoy animado porque como di, como die, esta, estos jugadores en este equipo son fuertes y, um, y entonces estoy animado para ver lo que lo que ellos, lo que nosotros hagamos esta esta semana que viene. All right, that's the multilingual Tanner Mangum with an expansive answer uh, for the uh, Spanish crowd out there. We'll take a break. That's Tanner and Fred Warner. We will come back with more from Provo BYU 20 Portland State 6 here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Matt Bushman, Talon Shumway at the press conference podium. BYU 20 in Portland State 6, today's final. Um, I'm glad that I was able to catch the ball and just, just go out there and do the best for the team. I'm glad we got the win, and I'm just excited to go into game two. Talk about that jump ball. First ball, you know, you'd had one thrown to you that got knocked down, <coughs> and that was kind of the first chance that maybe you had to make a play and to be able to come down with that. Right. Um, coming out of that timeout, we were just talking about it. We knew that we were going to have... Most likely a safety in the middle, and it's just going to be a one-on-one -on -one with me against, the, I think it's the corner. But um, we just know if I was going to have the lead on him, just throw it up and try to come down with it and just try to get that momentum to score a touchdown and get get the game rolling. Talon, you had one of those as well, jump balls. How much fun was it going up and getting that one there, there at the goal line? I'm glad I caught it. Do you wish you'd had one more step? Been able to go across the line? Of course, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, when it comes down to it, it's all the same. I ended up in the end zone twice, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, no, we're, we're glad to have the win and um, contribute a little bit. So, Coach said that in the locker room, you kind of had to remind the team that you guys did get the win because you guys mm -hmm. were pretty disappointed maybe with the fact that you didn't play as well as you could. How do, how do you kind of build you know, from that mentality and kind of take the positives as well as the main? Um, well, I think with any game, you're going to take away positives and negatives, and and people, um, we're all, we all have things that maybe we we wish we would have done better in the game or, or whatever. But really, we we won. We showcased our our ability to win, 
Um, and you know, no one can be taken lightly. I, I feel like we we faced a, an excellent opponent that had a good game plan, and uh, we've we've got work to do. But we, you always have work to do. So um, this week we're gonna buckle down and, and get ready for the next one. All right, uh, tight end Matt Bushman and wide receiver Talon Shumway. BYU 1-0 after defeating Portland State by a score of 20-6. Our Cougar Locker Room Show coverage continues from Lavelle Edwards Stadium after this on the new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU football is on the air. Passing into the end zone for a score. There it is. This is the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium here in Provo, Utah, where 55,427 watched BYU defeat Portland State by a score of 20 to 6. And making his return to the lineup and making an impactful one was Sione Takitaki. Seven tackles, six solo. Three of his tackles were tackles for loss. Two of those were sacks. And Sione is with us on the Cougar Locker Room Show. Greg Grubel and Mark Lyons upstairs. Sione, how you doing? How you doing? Really good. Thanks for coming on, and uh, really good to see you back out there. I'm sure for you it felt like a long time in coming, right? Yeah, thanks for having me. But, yeah, it's been a while. I'm happy to be back. You know, Mark talked about you kind of being shot out of a cannon on a couple of plays today. <laughs> you really get into the backfield in a hurry. So explosive. And, and I guess uh, the question would be, do you, do you work on explosiveness? Are there things you can do to give yourself that really good first step? Or is it a natural thing, kind of a talent thing that you almost just have w- without a lot of work on it? Uh, yeah, we, we kind of work on our get-offs every day with Coach Tawiaki, so we're all working on it out there. And, and um, since I've been working with him, I, I feel like I got a little faster. But, yeah, we work on it every day. We'll, we'll be working on it on Monday. And, yeah, it's, it's going great. What's the key to getting into the backfield as quickly as possible, the way you see it? Um, I feel like I just use my speed and then um, kind of toy with the tackle from there. You know, I can go inside or outside, but um, first is just my speed up the field and then, and then work from there. But. Now you're playing uh, on your feet this year and also you go into the down position. Uh, which do you prefer or is there anything you know about the the technique that you're working on with both of those things? Uh, I, I prefer the two-point uh, two stands, but you know, we'll, we'll get in uh, three-point stands and and two-point stands here and there. It just de- depends on the play and uh, what we're running, but it's both good stuff. I, I like both of them. If there were a thing or things the defense will take from this week to work on next week, what uh, might it be or might they, might they be? Um, tighten up on our assignments. Uh, I, I had a few um, assignment mistakes, but um, you know, other people had a few assignments mistakes, and uh, we just need to tighten it up, go through film, uh, see what we what did bad on, and, and work on it from there. Portland State had a couple of nice drives, a 10-play drive, a 17-play drive in which they scored. A few times it was tough getting off the field on third downs. Yeah, it, it was tough because uh, the quarterback would just um, three-step and, and, and uh, throw it. He wasn't really holding the ball that too fast, but um, well, for too long, but but he was just three-step throw. Yeah, you know, it was a little slants that was uh, that was hurting us. But we'll, we'll tighten that up and and uh, be ready for it next week. I also thought their backs were pretty elusive. What did you think about their skills? Yeah, I, I felt like they uh, they had a good scheme and and uh, the backs did a good job with uh, their draw plays and that hurt us and and other little things. But I felt like they came out to play and um, you know we got to tighten up a lot of things. But but we'll be we'll be good. What's the prevailing emotion you think the team will take out of today in, in preparation for LSU next Saturday? Um, just just come in and uh, don't be a little too j- jittery, but uh, play ball, you know. 
we've been doing this for a while now, and uh, we just got to really put all the pieces together. Now, you all know that uh, next Saturday's game is, is among the marquee matchups on the real opening weekend of college football. Does that excite you to know that on, on a late night, a lot of eyes will be watching what's going down in, in Houston, Texas next weekend? Yeah, yes, sir. I, I'm so excited for that game. Um, I was excited for the Portland State game, but now that uh, we're done with that, LSU's up. And uh, I'm happy that it's going to be a lot of people going to be watching. It's good for us and uh, the team. And we can, you know, see what we could do on a high level. Yeah, this was really a good game to have today, right, in preparation yeah. for that to, so you can take care of all those things you were looking at. Yes, sir. It was good. Uh, yeah, like you said, you know, first good game that uh, we can come out here and kind of, you know, make our mistakes, but, you know, tighten things up for next week. So it was good. We got some good film. Well, Sione, it was great to see you back out on the field. Uh, really fun watching you play. We wish you the best of luck in the week to come and hope you have a great game against LSU. Okay, thank you. Thanks thank you a lot. Sione, Taki Taki with us. And that's going to do it for the Cougar Locker Room Show. Coming up next, we'll hear from Portland State head coach Bruce Barnum and then hear from you on Cougar Nation Now. Chime in on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN. That's BYU Cougar Nation Now. It is coming up next. We'll let you kind of guide our conversation as Nate Mickle comes upstairs and joins Mark Lyons and me. So you can join us on Cougar Nation now on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN. And we'll talk more about today's game. Get your comments and our commentary as we continue. 20-6, BYU over Portland State is our final score. And you heard it here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. He walks in for six. Touchdown, Cougars. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, uh, back here at Provo's Lavelle Edwards Stadium, BYU 20 in Portland State 6 is our final score. A short time ago, the head coach of the Vikings, Bruce Barnum, met with the media, and he talked about today's result, especially uh, leading into another game against an FBS team just next week against Oregon State. Don't don't call me an idiot, but honestly, I'm a game-to-game guy. I, I know who they are. They're close to us. We know a lot of their players. I know if I win that, I'll be the governor, or the governor of New York or Oregon. But uh, I know who they are more than I, I knew Coach Taki's team. They gave up 58 points today to Colorado State. Well, they Is that did. something you're going to really look forward to, continue to exploit their defense? Oh, I don't know. We'll watch the film. You know, I, I, again, I knew this defense was the best we're going to see this year. I, I just knew it. So we tried to piece this together. The game plan for that starts Sunday. And I'm going to cut off. I honestly, I mean, Oregon State's not here until I leave you guys. <laughs> it seems to me, you know, the boys gave good effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, execution seemed to be good. Is it just a question of maybe BYU won this game because of overall talent, you know? Um, effort. And yeah, they're, they're more talented than us. I, I can say that. They're... They've done a nice job recruiting. Their student athletes are big, strong, you know, and they run. They can run. We knew we were the underdog. We thought our strengths might have been some speed. You saw a couple plays early on the edge, um, but it turned out the only time we really put something together was uh, when we said, "Okay, let's stop out thinking them um, and just go tempo on them." And all of a sudden, they got tired. And we made you get a guy tired. He's normal. He becomes like everybody else. And when they started rolling their people in on that drive, you know, I, I knew we had a chance. We tried to keep up the tempo. Thing. The biggest thing I was dealing with was my freshman quarterback. I think I gave him too much early. You know, that first quarter looked like a, a prom with no date. But then we said, okay, let's back off. We cut the package back. We left one personnel out there, and we were able to put that drive together um, in the second quarter. 
17-play drive is something you got to be excited about, especially in the first game of the season. Um, what do you think ultimately went into your success on that 17-yard drive, 17-play drive? Um, it's simplifying my guys. We're not bad offensively. My defense is younger than my offense, uh, except at quarterback. So uh, we've always been able to piece some points together, you know. And, and again, when I saw them, you know, the heat got gets to them too. And when I saw that, we, we put it together. And I think didn't we go for it on fourth down a couple times, twice on that drive. You know, those are you know big plays. It's good to see that freshman, my freshman quarterback, execute that against. BYU. It was perfect to set up the rest of our season. My team's, uh, uh, again, it's easy to gauge a football team by your first game. I don't care who you're playing. Last year, I could have told you we're going to struggle after the first football game. Right now, we're going to win some games this year. Uh, I've got a pretty good football team. Hey, Coach, you've got a local player, uh, Braxton, mm-hmm. uh, Leonard Ten on your team. Uh, how's, how's he making the adjustment, and uh, what's his role going to be this year? Uh, first off, he's everything I hoped he was when we recruited him. You know, um, what that mission offers a student athlete, you can't buy. We got we had it from Caressa. I've got it from Samita. I've got other return missionaries. That leadership, you know, he stepped right in. He was part of the locker room and respected just because of how he acted. That's that helps. But he's vying for a spot. He played today. I mean, he's a guy um, who's going to have plenty of opportunity uh, to play a lot of football for us. All right, there it is. The head coach of the Portland State Vikings, Bruce Barnum. Our thanks to intern Tanner, Tanner Wilkinson, for getting those postgame comments a short time ago. That kicks us off with Cougar Nation Now. You can join us on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN. That's BYU Cougar Nation Now. You can also drop us an email. I still take emails. I'm okay with that. It's a new email How about address. phone calls? Uh, no, 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 no. Not for years. And that's too bad because Mark was getting really good at phone numbers. Yeah. And then it, it took about 35 years, and he got the phone numbers memorized, and then we stopped doing them. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So uh, you can email me because I'll get them. And uh, we have a new email address, cougarnationnow at byu.edu. Oh, yeah, sure. And Cougar Nation Now has the two ends in the middle between nation and now. So put both ends in, please. Cougar Nation Now at byu.edu. A that's teammate. Like teammate or locker room. Yeah. Locker room. Is locker room one word? Yeah, I, I, I like it as one word. People will do it separately, but yeah. I like it as, as a two as a one word, two R word. Either way, Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu is the email, but Twitter is really easy. It's hashtag BYUCNN. We'll come back, we'll see what's coming in, and we'll let your uh, commentary kind of uh, you know say, dictate our discussion. We'll, we'll see where it goes, thanks to you out there in Cougar Nation. So this is Cougar Nation now. I'm Greg, and he's Mark, and Nate's coming upstairs. And once he gets up here, the gang's all here, and the party really starts. <laughs> All right, we are continuing from Provo after this. BYU 20, Portland State 6 is our final score, and we're discussing it on Cougar Nation now on the BYU New Skin, BYU Sports Network. (laughs) 
Welcome back to uh, Provo, Utah and Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Kalani Sataki will be joining us very soon. I was wondering when he was going to get here. And yeah. I, I was worried that you already had uh, finagled what we're doing, and I had forgotten that that was going to be next. Now, Kalani should be uh, here shortly, and, and we'll kind of uh, put off our Cougar Nation Now commentary until Kalani gets up here and finishes chatting with us. So, and Kalani should be here soon, I would think. I would think. I would think it's pretty soon. Unless for, uh, maybe he forgot, too. <laughs> we really hope that's not the case. Uh, but, uh, yes, we expect Kalani to visit with us here in the, in the uh, booth and then uh, have the uh, Cougar Nation Now program uh, for all of you out there. But I uh, hope you enjoyed the Cougar Locker Room show. Kalani was featured in that. I heard from Tanner Mangum, uh, Fred Warner, uh, Matt Bushman, uh, Talon Shumway. Then we had Sione Takitaki on the headset, all part of our postgame coverage. Uh, just mark your impressions. We haven't had let you really kind of go loose for a little bit on, uh, on, on what uh, players and coach had to say with us in, in postgame. But uh, just some thoughts from you. Well, I felt that their attitude was right. Uh, they recognized that there were things they can improve on, and they uh, didn't seem too concerned, and they were ready to get ready for that next opponent. So I, I think that they uh, probably were communicating correctly of things they needed to accomplish. And Kalani has uh, now joined us in the broadcast booth shorting, uh, sporting the best-looking shirt available at least in Utah County and maybe the state of Utah or the entire country these days. This is the uh, this is the vintage Lavelle Legend T-shirt. <laughs> it is. These are yeah. hard to come by. You're not going to be able to get these at uh, Macy's or Walmart. This is uh, something that's pretty pretty particular. And we've seen a lot of Lavelle shirts, right, and Lavelle image type stuff. This is Mark Lyons era Lavelle. Yeah, this is when he was <laughs> this my is, age. This is buzz cut Lavelle on the shirt, and it's this a is. it's a good looking garment. Nicely done. Well, thank you. I, I mean, uh, I can't take credit for the shirt, you know, and that's. Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, the guy on on it that matters the most. So, but uh, yeah, just happy to be here. Thank you guys. You played in the stadium today on a sunny Saturday afternoon and got the season off uh, to a good start with a twenty to six win. Uh, what are your maybe prevailing impressions you're left with after you've had a little bit of time to digest what went on today? Uh, you know, kind of what I said the, in the press conference a little bit. You know the, that uh, we just felt like, I just felt like it was not that wasn't us. You know and. Although we're thankful for the win, we just didn't didn't play to our best of ability. Good thing is that we can improve. Um, just thought we'd play cleaner and smarter, but uh, there's just something to work on for the next week. But I I, I thought the I thought the guys uh, pre- I mean I thought they prepared well. They just mentally weren't right. You know we didn't we didn't make we didn't make enough big plays, and the ones that we made we hurt ourselves by getting penalties, and that's that's not going to win you very many ga- uh, football games. And so we need to fix it. And uh, luckily we we were able to win. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely need to fix the, the issues, and I'm looking forward to, to getting that done. First game of the year, Coach, you really don't know what you're going to do when you show up on the field, right? Uh, you've gone through four weeks of practice, but you've been against you. So you do have a little bit of a hard time knowing what's going to happen on that first game day. Yeah, I, th- I thought that if there's anything that we were guilty of, of was um, maybe people were just waiting for someone else to make the plays, you know, and, and uh, someone else to bail us out of stuff. and. Um, rather than taking the initiative themselves, um, you know, and I, it just seems like we're kind of waiting for something to happen. And, and uh, in all, all three phases, you know, the, I thought I thought kickoff cover was really nice. I mean, we we we, we pinned them deep a bunch of times. Our kickers did a great job. Mickelson and, and Edwards did a great job of pinning yeah. them deep, and our cover team did a good job. And even then, we get an offsides penalty, you know, to, to, to negate a, a big time play that we made down here and would have pinned them even deeper. But um, it's just stuff like that. The timing, it seems like the, the timing was wrong. Uh, when all the mistakes happened, it just really it really hurt us, you know. And so, couldn't really get any momentum going. And, and uh, 
Um, you know, I, some of the guys are telling me saying that you know maybe people were thinking about the next week, and yeah, but that's I thought I thought we were better than that. You know, to focus on this week and then uh, focus on this game. But um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll approach all the things. That, the, the good thing is that um, we're better, um, and so and we have time to fix it. Uh, we just the bad thing is that we just didn't do it today. You know, so I uh, I'm trying to stay positive as I can. But I, obviously, we know that there's some issues we need to fix. And uh, thank goodness it happened here where we were able to get a win rather than next week when it could really penalize you. And speaking of penalizing, the penalties, you kind of referenced it. The penalties were kind of extra punitive today because there were 15 yarders where they take away big plays today. Yeah, yeah, and they hurt, they hurt us. I mean, we had a big run and brought back from a holding that was on on the, the backside of the play, you know, and it's just a, a stupid uh, mental breakdown where it really had no outcome for the play, but the refs have to have to throw the penalty, you know, and they have to throw the flag. And we had uh, chop blocks when when the guy, when all linemen were supposed to chop and one stood up, <clears throat> obviously you can't do that. They, they all need to be on the same page, and uh, it, it cost us. And so, uh, you know, it's just simple things like that that we need to fix, and there's a uh, – the lack of uh, uh, it wasn't really a lack of communication, just lack of focus on some of the guys, and and it cost the whole entire team. Now you played a lot of people today, and so that was a, a positive for you to get a look at uh, a lot of guys that came out and on a game day, and so uh, that's got to help them as far as what you're going to see next week in practice, and also preparation for another game. Yeah, and I, th- I think we plan on on playing guys and rotating. I mean, obviously. Uh, we, we, you know, we were hoping that we would do better and, and not have Tanner play the entire game, but uh, we needed to generate some momentum, and I don't know if we ever got that. So now we have next week to try to uh, get that going on the offense. But um, it's, it's, uh, you know, we have, like I said, I have all the confidence in our coaches, and um, well, and, and and my job as head coach is to make sure that the, the flat performance and the mental mistakes doesn't happen again. So. In your mind, there's a lot of room from where this team was today to where it can be next week against LSU? Yeah, definitely. Now, now if we would have played our best and squeaked out a 20-6 to 6 win, then I'd be really nervous right now. But I know we're way better than this, and our team knows that. And uh, In the locker room, it was, it just had to remind them that we won, you know, and there's a lot of long faces and, and a lot of disappointment. But um, we don't disrespect the game of football, and you don't complain about wins. You know, so... Uh, uh, had to just we had to just remind them that hey celebrate the win, um, but because there was a lot of good things too. I mean, the, the the funny thing about the mistakes is that they they're overshadowing all the good things that happened. I thought the defensive line did a great job at handling a physical line that had a lot of experience coming back, and I thought they held their own. And and a lot of times we went to a three man front because the, they weren't really. Um, doing a drop back pass they're doing quick throws and run game and so we had to go to an odd front a little bit and rely on those three to handle the run game and i thought they did a great job of it i thought we got some pressure on the quarterback when it was a five-step drop which is why they abandoned it and went to a quick throws and um i thought for the most part we did a good job on defense now um third downs not good enough you know and and uh and fourth downs i mean we gave up what well, i think it was two or four two fourth downs yeah and then two and then three, third downs we just need to get out of those plays and there's so many times that we could have had uh big play opportunities and uh, usually those ends up those end up in turnovers for us and they end up in sacks or, or big plays you know and then uh we we had one turnover so obviously there's room to grow and get better and defensively 
Um, I thought they played hard and they did well, but uh, we definitely that's that's not our best defense, that's not our best offense, and that's definitely not our best special team. So overall, as a group and as a team, all of us, all the coaches, we need to improve, and we all know that. But uh, I, I I know that we'll get that done, and we just look forward to getting fixed. I put 10 D linemen on my board today, and I was trying to follow the rotations as quick as as good as possible. I just don't know. Did Uriah get any snaps today, Leatawa? Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, I, I, if, so. <laughs> if he if, if he didn't, he was the only one that didn't because Solo played and Corb played, Trajan, Handsome, Tavita, Kesney, Kyrus, Sione, Rhett Sandlin, Longi Tuifua, who you thought you know would have to try it out, and he gave himself a chance to play today, and Metti as well. A lot of guys that got snaps today. Yeah, and I, I thought uh, rotation-wise we did a good job of keeping them fresh. And, uh, you, you know, I, I was really impressed with Sione Takitaki. Um, yeah. Just he he... he, he more so in the run game than in in the pass rush. I mean, he, that's already expected, you know. But uh, he's bigger now and he's stronger. And his technique is—he's a little bit more controlled, you know. He's m- more disciplined with his technique and fundamentals, and um, he's starting to develop into a really good all-around DN. And that's what we were hoping. And I saw I was really, really pleased with him and his effort. And but you know, all those other guys got a lot of reps, and and guys like Trajan are taking advantage of it. Guys like Longy Tuifu that came in as a true freshman to play. I mean. Chaz, I you got got in there as a true freshman, and you saw Kyrus. Nice Tonga. open field tackle. Yeah, so these guys are all really good athletes, and they're good players, and so we we definitely have the talent, and we have um, um, the ability. We just need to keep doing it and do it consistently, and that's uh, that's uh, that's our job as coaches to make sure that we can function that way. Tanner Jacobson got the start in place of uh, Micah Hanneman. I think Johnny Taposoa got the first snaps at middle linebacker with Butch out this week, right? Yeah, so so um, you know we we. We hope to get Butch next week. It looks like he's going to be good to go for next week. And, and uh, But I thought Johnny and Adam did a good job splitting those reps. Uh, Matt Hadley did a good job at, at, at the bow position. And I thought that uh, you know Fred did some good things. Uh, we were able to see Isaiah Kafusi a little bit at, at the bow yeah. position. And also you saw um, Chaz Ayu come in. So uh, just... A, little, a lot of good bodies out there, but we're going to have to do it more than just the 11 guys. And, and I think just getting these reps and get, kind of getting their, their feet wet and just kind of getting out there and, and feeling the game was really beneficial for those guys, especially the new ones that are to our team and the new additions that we had this year. BYU's games with, with an interception streak extends to 14 as Zane Anderson got a pick late in this one, his first career Aya pick as a Cougar. And Neil Pau got your season off right. Last year, Braden El Bakri got the first touchdown of the year, and it was his first career touchdown. This year, Neil Pau scores first, yeah. and it's his first career touchdown. Nice play, and uh, did well to stay on his feet, get you into the end zone early. Yeah, I, I thought, uh, I mean, Neil's on the depth chart, and he's he's one of our guys that rotates in there. So uh, he, he ran a really good route, and Tanner got him the ball. And we just need to see more of that from everybody. And, and uh, it's hard to chase plays when you're, when you're dealing with 15-yard penalties and and things like that, and it just it just kind of it disrupts the the timing and the momentum, and also your play calling. I mean, you you have to abandon kind of what you're already looking at as a possible, you know, second and four compared to now it's second and nineteen. You know, so it's a different different ball game. We just need to be smart and put ourselves in a better position to have success. Kalani Sitake is with us on the uh, Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. We'll come back, a final segment with the coach before we let him go. BYU twenty and Portland State our final here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
You're tuned to BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Be a part of the show by emailing your questions to CougarNationNow at BYU.edu or tweet your questions at Greg Rubel using the hashtag CNN. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougar Nation now is coming up. Some closing moments right now with the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sitake, on our Cougar postgame coaches show. BYU 20 and Portland State 6 is our final score. Right before the break, Kalani, you talked about being better on first and second down, so third down is easier. The average third down distance for BYU today was third and nine, and there was a point in the game where it was third and 11 was the average in the third quarter. That was really, I think, maybe the the main thing that was kind of keeping good guys off schedule. Yeah, and it was hard. it's hard to generate any kind of momentum, and you don't give yourself a... A good chance of, of keeping the drive alive, you know. So, uh, I mean, we we made some stupid mistakes, and then then that we're way better than that. But um, you know, I, I'm I'm glad that we were able to get it out of the way and, and get a win. And I just I wish we were practicing tomorrow, you know. <laughs> but it being the Sabbath, we will not. And uh, <laughs> when will you practice next week with school starting? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll practice on Monday, and um, it couldn't come faster enough. I mean, I just want to get to that right now, and I know that a lot of the guys are focused on trying to get this fixed, and I, I can't wait to get on the film. Squally seemed to, you know, we were talking about it was a hot day and, and uh, wore people down, but he got a little stronger in the second half. Uh, he was able to run through some tackles and uh, break a couple things and get out in the open a couple times, so he, he did a pretty good job, did you think? Yeah, I thought, I mean, we feel really confident in our conditioning and in our in our uh, what we've done in the weight room, so that uh, carried over. We. Uh, it's just hard to generate any momentum when we weren't when we were making so many mistakes, and even even for our running backs, it was hard to get going. And we, I mean, there are so many times that we could have ran the ball, but we weren't in position to do it at all because of the penalties yeah. and the mistakes that we're making. So I, I think that uh, I was really happy with the committee, with the running back committee, you know, and with what they did. But obviously, we'd like to see more guys in there. I mean, there there are guys in there that, that could could have had the ball in their hands a little bit more. But uh, we could we were. I, I, th- I don't know what the time of possession was, but it looked like Close. I, I bet you seconds. they beat us in the time of possession. Seconds, because, just yeah. by seconds. Yeah, by so, about, yeah. And we usually dominate that, you know. So the, the fact that we didn't continue to keep drives alive and we weren't able to see more guys and we didn't get enough plays, I, I think that that's indicative of what we all the mistakes that we made and, and it just it had that snowball effect. And so we need to find a way to make plays and, and make it happen. And, you know, usually our defense uh, creates more turnovers and gets us in better position. We had one. So uh, we'll, we'll find ways to get better, and we'll find ways to win more games. At your uh, team banquet back in the spring, the Unsung Hero Award from the 2016 season went to Kavika Fonua. He comes out, and uh, if he doesn't have that big run taken away, he's going to maybe got a 100-yard rushing day today. Yeah, and, and I think he had a, a, a touchdown run yeah. out here. So, I mean, we, we didn't line up. Right. <laughs> you know, our receiver wasn't on the line of scrimmage, and you usually check with the, ref- the referee on that, and, it's just uh, we took point. I mean, there are points that didn't go on the board because of our, our mistakes. And um, but Kavika so, was a bright spot. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, it's it's. But we couldn't even see. He couldn't really get going either because his his plays were taken away, and that's it, it's a it damages the the drive. But uh, effort and talent is there. We just need to be smarter. That's that's what it comes down to. You talked in the press conference, I think, about because of the mistakes, you don't even think you could really even totally evaluate how good Tanner was today. Yeah, well, I, I think Tanner, I mean, because we were trying to chase chase yards. We were tra- chasing penalties, and and uh, instead of him getting into a rhythm, um, 
you know, we, we had to disrupt our timing, disrupt our, our, our plays that were usually normal that we work with in our drives, you know, and now we're calling more drop back passes because we had to we had to get more yards, and so uh, he's good enough where he can he can handle all of it. But it, it's also it's difficult when you're like you said our third down average is third and nine. That's that's when a team can tee off and just blitz and pass rush you, and uh, so that that makes it really hard. If that continues, we won't win very many games, and so we we need to get that down. Now this is a good first game for you be to prepare uh, for the rest of the season. So how did the coaches interact today? Most of you've been together, but uh, it's a first time of game day experience for you guys too. Yeah, I, I thought. I mean, our, our guys are good. I, the, the communication with all our coaches and with the personnel is fine. I mean, we had one one breakdown with um, we had to take a timeout, which took points off the board yeah. too because. Uh, I mean, if we didn't call the timeout, the ref was going to call a delay game on that P- on that field goal that uh, that Rhett made, you know. And, and uh, but the, a lot of that is because we had one player that wasn't that wasn't there. When we, even when we were calling the alert, it's just lack of focus, and um, we we're way better than that. That's just that's. But that's stuff we can fix, you know. And, and uh, I'm getting a little upset thinking about the stupid <laughs> we're mistakes. Talking, made. Yeah, talking so, to you too much. I, mean, all of your I wish answers, we were running right now for all the mistakes. I've got to say that made. all your answers have kind of led to the same topic. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and it's hard to evaluate everybody when, when we were kind of thrown off of our, our um, you know, thrown off of our, our plan. And so we had to kind of adjust a, a little bit, but uh, we just cannot make those mistakes again. All right, Coach, good to have you with us here. We will look forward to talking with you uh, next week. Appreciate you guys. Thank All right, you so thanks, much. Coach. Coach Kalani Satake. Cougar That's Nation right. now is coming up next here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Okay, we're back here at Provo's Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We just finished talking with Kalani Satake during our post-game coaches show, which is kind of sort of part of the start of the Cougar Nation Now program. It is BYU-CNN, hashtag BYU-CNN. To get it on uh, Cougar Nation Now, hashtag BYU-CNN. Or you can email us at CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. That's Cougar Nation Now, two ends in the middle. Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu. A lot of questions coming in on Twitter and email about uh, Butch Pau as we can restate the coach's words. He expects to have Butch next week. He said there, would be a, there, were, there, were, there were a few guys that weren't going to play this week, and some didn't. He expects to have some back next week, and Butch is among that group. So uh, look for Butch Pau next week in, uh, in Houston. Tweet came in from uh, Clark who said, let's not be dramatic. It's the first game, and we will be extremely prepared for LSU next week. Can't wait, all caps. And it is a, it was a first-game scenario in a lot of ways. Uh, yes, historically, BYU played FCS teams better in terms of point total, but those games also came at different parts of the season. They weren't usually game one, as this one is. It's only the second time ever BYU's opened with FCS. That said, there were a lot of um, initial game situations that you hope to remedy uh, for a tougher opponent next week. And there's a few disappointing things that you have uh, quite a few um, offensive starters back, you know, up there in the line, and you'd like to see the run game go a little bit better. But in the second half, I thought it did. I thought they did a nice job of running the football. And, man, they were slashing them, and the backs were running harder. And I felt as though that was a positive to see that went from the first half to the second half. So uh, BYU averaged for the game five yards per carry and gained 177 in total. So let me just forge the first half stats. Here's halftime. And they averaged... uh, Oh, I don't have that. Well, yeah, I can't tell you. 
Well, BYU ran 13 times for 44 yards, so it's about three and a bit. Yeah. So they more than doubled it probably yeah. in the second half. So that second half, uh, which was the, you know, the time that they started kicking it up a little bit, I felt as though they worked a little harder and did a little better. Can I just say real quick how happy I am to be up here in the booth? The air conditioning's blowing. I'm here with Mark <laughs> Clients, Greg Grubel. People was it hot today for you? The win. Did so was the heat an issue out there? It was hot. It was so, so hot. So I want to know. You had to tape an antenna on your shirt. Did the tape melt onto that nice shirt? We tried wore? it for about five minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, you know, I think uh, the, so. you won the game. Man, these SCS games, first game of the season, are scary. Yeah, and they're, they're not scary until they are scary. You know, and Norm Chow. Norm Chow was the one that that you know they were playing uh, Long Beach State uh, at Anaheim Stadium, opening up, and he said, "Man, I have no idea how we're going to do today. I have no clue, because here all your practices have been against yourselves. Right. You you don't know what's going to happen, and uh, it was a football game. They had a football game, and uh, so you you just don't know how it's going to go." Kalani was asked in the post-game press conference, and we've been asked multiple times on Twitter uh, here about uh, Riley Burt, and uh, Kalani's answer, I think, in the presser was, if he didn't play, it just must not have been in the game plan. But there's uh, no reason to believe Riley wouldn't be available next week or weeks beyond. He looked pretty good in camp, and so I think he's one of those guys in what yeah. uh, Kalani calls our committee, and right now it is a group of guys in the backfield. I Ryan, thought maybe sorry, he was referring to him also when he said we wanted to be able to play more guys. Uh, but I thought Riley was going to be important enough that uh, he's going to get a shot earlier. But uh, I don't know. Those Canada and uh, Fanua ran pretty pretty well today. They combined for about 130, 140, 150 yeah. yards between the two of them there today. What 88 and 47. 150, I mean, uh, 157 was their final total between uh, Canada and Fanua today. So uh, Brian tweeted in. If anybody noticed, Mo Longy push a dude five yards on the field goal at the end of the game. I didn't. But I would like I would like to go back and look at it on film. It wouldn't well, surprise me if Mo is doing that to, to well, uh, fellow well, humans. Now it would surprise me because in a field goal you hold your spot, you don't go downfield. <laughs> so if you're driving, no, I mean if you like move the guy, if you're moving him downfield, you've created a gap for a guy to come between you to block the field goal. So in that offensive oh, line okay. set, you're going to hold your spot on the line of Wait, scrimmage. You're making a wall. A is fence. he not talking about on defense, though, on the field goal block? Is that oh, what he's talking about? Oh, maybe that. So that could be. Maybe pushed him I back. doubt it, but I think that. You that know, Mo's be. amazing. He comes out, he runs the flag out. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's pretty athletic, and he just looks like a normal guy. He doesn't yeah, actually yeah. look that different he, until. He's all he's by standing, himself out there yeah, carrying the flag. He's just like a big football player. And then it's just person after person <laughs> walks past him. It's just like, holy cow, that guy's amazing. Enormous. Our friend Chappie <laughs> tweeted in about uh, tied huddling it, or rather going no huddle after a couple of big plays today, and wondering if that was kind of a, a new wrinkle or a nice wrinkle. Um, it's, uh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. too. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like the idea, and uh, it goes back to the interview that uh, Nate Mickle had with Dennis Pitta, remembering that Oklahoma game. When they went for, had two plays called, he threw the pass on third down and uh, completed it short of the first down, and immediately they snapped the ball and run that pass to Pitta for the first down down completion, and then the next play they score the touchdown. And uh, so uh, it's a nice strategy sometime to catch them off guard and be able to come up and just bam with the play, and they aren't ready. How many tight end catches today, Mark Lyons? Four, five. Four. 
four. You were going to say four, four. You turned it into five, didn't you? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was four. I said it was yeah, four. Okay. <laughs> Matt Bushman, three for 56, including a 36-yard grab. The longest play of the day came courtesy of the tight end. And Tanner Baldry, a one, yard, a one, uh, one catch for 12 yards. So uh, four catches, 68 yards for the tight ends today. Good. That's, that's a nice start. That's a nice start. Two of them in uh, real important plays, uh, that crossing route off the bootleg. I like that play. Jackson Ringer tweets in, said, I don't think I saw any Mike Simon today. What's his status? And I will say status was active and catching one ball for four yards today. I remember the Mike Simon catch. So, uh, down and out. so Jackson, he played, and he will play, and he's going to be a good player for BYU this year. We'll take a break. It is BYU's Cougar Nation Now program. Hashtag BYUCNN. Hashtag BYUCNN on the Twitter. Today's winner of Les Olson's How Do You Cheer contest is Cameron Larson. Congratulations, Cameron. We'll get in touch with you and get you your $100 Amazon gift card. Thanks to Les Olson. Cameron, you are a winner. Cameron Larson. Coming up later in the program, it'll be uh, Inside Scoop Trivia brought to you by mm. BYU Dining. We look forward to that a little later on in the program. You can email us. Cougar Nation now at byu.edu. That's Cougar Nation now. Two ends in the middle between nation and now. Cougar Nation now at byu.edu or tweet us hashtag byucnn. Greg and Mark and Nate just kicking it around following BYU's twenty to six win over Portland State. The Cougars vanquished the Vikings on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, Provo, Utah, BYU defeats Portland State by a score of 20-6. Kalani Sitake now a 2-0 in his season openers. Next week, it is BYU versus LSU in Houston. We'd have to presume that uh, by the middle to the end of next week that uh, things will uh, be situated in such a way that things can carry on at a regular level in, in Houston. The game can be played, but it's pure speculation now because I don't know ultimately what all that rain is going to do to infrastructure and facilities and ability to stage a game, but we presume right now it's uh, going on a schedule. They opened the airport otherwise. today. So, I got a question for you. If BYU had won 40-6 to today, are you feeling better about the LSU game? I feel the same. They have a lot to do. I, th- I think they have a lot to do, and I think it's going to be the same whether they scored a lot of points today or not. So let's say they got a touchdown that got called back, and so let's say go to twenty-seven. Let's say they got to two. Let's say the long run by Fanua ends up in a in a drive yeah. that uh, scores a touchdown, and so, so they've, they've got 34, thirty-four. Thirty-four to six. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 think, they, I think people would generally like have that. have, have uh, pronounced themselves a little more comfortable with things, feeling yeah. slightly better. So but even if you went fifty to six, you're still not feeling like great because it's LSU, right? But I think that Kalani would say if if you know he harped a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. On, on the mistakes, and he, I, th- I think he thought they played a somewhat clean game. Him? You thought he did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm the only person though that thought that. Um, that that there that there were points left on the board, multiple touchdowns left on the board that he thought that that that, that BYU should have scored, but for um, you know the, the, those miscues, those stupid mistakes he called them. I think those were his, his words, right? <laughs> so uh, my concern would be um, how easy it was for Portland State to make completions on third and seven and third and nine and make first downs and fourth and six and make a first down. That would be my concern uh, if I was worried about uh, what was going on. The middle of the field, there was just too much room for him to catch passes. And really hoping that uh, Butch comes back next week and has a better feel for the middle of the field. He probably makes a big difference. Linebackers not getting enough depth. Yeah, I think so. And then the other side, 
uh, BYU is going to see more man cover, and uh, they've got to do a better job of being able to run man-to-man routes. So Von Ray from Phoenix, Arizona, emails in. Hello, Greg and Mark, and he meant Nate, too, mm-hmm. I know. How can the receivers get better against man press? Well, I, our, our story was this year that they were better, uh, that they had worked at it, and uh, they are better. And uh, I know that Ben works really hard with them, and Ben Cahoon, and preparing for that. There were... Uh, so one of them that I really liked was um, Turneman's comeback route. Okay. So he's got man cover, and uh, he's running him down the field, and he's got speed, and so the guy's worried about going deep, and then bang, he puts that plant foot down, comes back for the football, and he's got three yards of clearance. So then later on, uh, Shumway is against the same cornerback. Shumway runs the stop, turn, and looks inside. He runs the stop and go, and then he takes off again, and he gets uh, two yards clearance that uh, Tanner just misses him, overthrows. So in those two examples, I think that uh, you work those together. When you've got that great speed, you're worried about uh, deep, you come back and make the catch. Uh, you set it up, stop and go, and then you can get by the guy. So it, there are things that you do. you got to be tough and fight, right? Nate, tell me what you what you think. Well, I think a couple of things. One, it helps if you're fast. Yeah. And we saw Bo Tanner get behind the defense that one time Tanner overthrew him. If you can just run by the guy, it's always going to make that press cover corner just a little bit but, uh, more nervous. Up. Yeah. Uh, number two, you got to practice against really good press corner corners in practice. Um, I think uh, BYU is not playing a lot of press, man, right now. Corners up in the face, so you're not going to get the practice that you would if you're in the SEC, where you're we're seeing it every team. single week, right? So it's it's a little tricky to improve on press man if you don't play against press man every day against really good press man corners. So I think Trinaman's strong enough, and and uh, the size. I think all of our receivers are strong enough, and the size. See, when you have uh, Kurtz and you have uh, Mitch Matthews, there's so much body there to press on that it's really hard for you to beat that uh, man press because uh, there's so much room for them to grab onto, put an elbow into, uh, bump you and keep you in stride. And uh, so it's it's much harder to deal with when you've got a lot of height. Steve in Riverside emailing in to Cougar Nation now at byu.edu. Perhaps an early season weakness is better than a lopsided win, much like a perfect team loses before the end of the regular season. A team learns that effort is required, not just talent. Thanks for the broadcast. Uh, the hope is today exposes, exposes um, prompts BYU to focus on certain things that will pay dividends next week in Houston yeah. when LSU is the team playing its first game. Yeah. And uh, and maybe, you know, uh, dealing with some of the same types of first game issues BYU did today. Absolutely. Uh, it happens to every team. And, uh, and, and LSU is playing its first game with a new offensive coordinator. Things can work a certain way in camp, but when it's live fire against a really good defense, uh, things can look a little different. And I think uh, my point is, you know, even if you win 40-6, to six, you say, well, of course, because it's an FCS team. So regardless, you got the win. I don't think we still know very much about this team. Uh, next week we'll learn a lot more. I think that uh, the fact that they are disappointed might cause them to work a little harder this week. and. Yeah taking care of those things. And then the other thing about uh, LSU, they're playing a game every Saturday through their uh, preseason fall camp, but they're playing against themselves. And then BYU was their fifth preseason game. 
<laughs> yeah, but don't, don't don't look at it lightly that that it's a that it's a diss of BYU. They're simply setting up their camp like every every Saturday is game day, and BYU is just our next game day. Yeah, so they're they trying play. to have that first game already played. Yeah. Four weeks ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan Miller tweets in, glad for a win. The frustration was really just a lack of rhythm. Some good plays, but drive stalled because of rhythm problems. And Kalani referenced that same word in one way or another on, on the postgame with us. And all you have to do is look at that third down distance number to know that BYU was off schedule and out of rhythm much of the day today. And he said it. Tanner was chasing yards, and BYU was chasing yards, lost on, on, on penalties. And, it was it, again, it just didn't feel like, like rhythm was anything BYU settled into. Uh, for real, any extended pa- period of time today, and that was uh, kind of the prevailing sentiment. I'll tell you, my biggest question mark coming into this year was who is Tanner going to throw to? Because back a couple of years ago, Tanner was throwing to some big guys, uh, Mitch Matthews and Taron Houck and Nick Kurtz. And so today, you get a look at the new receivers, and you see Aleva Hifo leading the team with four catches. I like Aleva a lot. I think he has the potential to be a very good player. We saw Matt Bushman making plays, three catches, 56. Saw Talon Shumway with a really nice down the sideline, gather, go up, get it, make a play. And then that Neil Pau touchdown uh, catch reception, that was nice. Caught it, made a little move, made another little move, got into the end zone. Uh, And and those are the four guys throwing Jonah Trenaman five. Uh, That's who I'm expecting to see. That's who I was expecting to see after fall camp. And so I was encouraged by what I saw out of those receivers. Not having Moroni is a bummer. Um, yeah. I think he was going to be a primary target, and he is a tall guy. Uh, and right. a guy I think that you know he, he and Matt would have formed a really nice uh, combo at tight end. So I uh, hope the best on that situation. As we head to break, time to give you our Inside Scoop trivia, brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream will be yours if you answer correctly the following skill-testing trivia question. And we will take the answers via email or Twitter on this one. Hashtag BYUCNN for the Twitter and uh, Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu on the email. So, as Mark reminded me earlier, I turned 50 today. <laughs> so, on August 26, 1967, I was born. The first game of the 1967 season was against, or rather, yeah, let's put it that way, it was against whom? That is, whom? after I was born. Who was the first team that BYU played after That's you right. were born? After I was born, on August 26, 1967, which team did BYU defeat for the first win of my lifetime? <laughs> you were there. I was not there. <laughs> I wasn't even aware that BYU existed. I was aware of very few things at that point. I was four weeks old. All right, so which team did BYU defeat for the first win of my lifetime? That is your question on the BYU Creamery Inside Scoop Trivia. <laughs> I like it. So what you're basically trying to do is who BYU opened up the 1967 season with, and when you find that out, you've got the answer. So tweet us or email us the answer, and we'll get you some ice cream if you are the first one to do so. We're going to come back and after this. who scored this. a touchdown in that game? Mark, did you? Was it a running touchdown? It was. Can you, can you describe the play? Do you remember? Yeah, it was belly option left, and so rode it into the fullback. That defensive end closed down and tackled him just beautifully. I pulled it out, and it was the longest seven yards in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that sky blue number 15 jersey into the end zone. Right down on that left hash mark. Oh, man. And I barely got in. This linebacker knocked me into next week, but uh, it was a touchdown. <laughs> Mark Lyons, one of his, uh, you know, uh, you had eight rushing touchdowns as a BYU Cougar and 20 passing touchdowns. 
That's my numbers are right. <laughs> what? That's a lot. Well, that's, that's good. You accounted did for 20, in a week. You accounted for 28, 28 touchdowns. touchdowns. I had eight rushing is all. You thought you had more? So you were like a dual guy, huh? You were a dual threat. Billy option, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back and see if anybody can uh, figure out the uh, first team that uh, BYU defeated in the 1967 season. That is the uh, first BYU win of my lifetime. Not that I was even remotely aware that they were playing football. <laughs> we'll come back, and we will uh, get to that and wrap it up. This is Cougar Nation now. Hashtag BYUCNN. Hashtag BYUCNN on the Twitter. And uh, the email is CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. Back after this, this is Cougar Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to our radio broadcast booth at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah. BYU 20, Portland State 6, our final score today. A lot of folks figured it out, but David Call was the first to do so. David Call, we applaud you. David, correctly surmised that the first win for BYU of the 1967 season, the first win of my lifetime, having been born only four weeks prior, on August 26, 1967, that win came against, Mark? New Mexico. Los Lobos. Los Lobos. And, uh, man, it was a memorable night. 44-14. to 14. Right here, right here on this field. That's right. right. Well, yeah. Yeah, some Almost, version of this field. Yeah, this yeah. field, this area. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but 28 touchdowns, that's, uh, that's, that's more points responsible for than I would have guessed based on the way he talks about himself. See, Nate's still, Nate's still really impressed by the yes, fact I that am. you uh, passed for 20 and ran for 8. So yeah. your career at BYU began in 1965 as a true freshman. They can't play. Yeah. You're redshirted. Yeah. You're a redshirt freshman in 66. You still can't play. That's right. So 67, your redshirt sophomore year is your first game as a Cougar. And in your Cougar debut, you're starting at quarterback. I score the first touchdown of the game. Man alive. First and touchdown of my lifetime. First touchdown of your <laughs> lifetime at BYU. I know. We ran the belly option to the left, and old Donnie Silver just sucked right in and t- t- tackled uh, the fullback and left that wide open for me to pull it wow. out and run around that left yeah, end. I've always and, felt that we've had kind of this unspoken connection over the years. I figured after a while it was just going to be worked together for so long, but it was really more <laughs> yeah. deep. It was deeper than yeah. that. Mark Lyons scored the first touchdown of my life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My BYU life. All right, there it is. That was a day. Folks, thanks for the uh, uh, submissions. A lot of people got it. And uh, the first one in was David Call. So, uh, so David, uh, we will get you your ice cream, okay? Uh, congratulations to you. Two half gallons of famous creamery ice cream for David Call, whether you tweeted it in or emailed it in. Appreciate all the feedback, and uh, New Mexico is the correct response. That's kind of a nice, happy way to end our day today, isn't it, if we chose to end it on that note? It made me reminiscences, you too. Yeah, reminiscences I, of, of your career, and, and somebody gets ice cream, and that's all good. What was Nate doing in 1967? 1967. <laughs> I'm so old. Can you believe that we have somebody in our booth that was playing <laughs> down there in 1967? And so Mark today, here's, here's how well he knows me and doesn't know me. <laughs> he knows me well enough to have brought into the booth. Is that like a 50-pound bag? Yeah. A, a three-and-a-half-pound bag of Swedish fish. <laughs> Okay, I will go through these quickly. Yeah. Okay, so he knows I love the Swedish fish. I knew fish. Swedish fish was a favorite. He brings me a three-and-a-half-pound bag of Swedish fish. He also brings me a two-liter bottle of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar because he knows that for all of the meals we've eaten over the last five or six years in every restaurant, I order. Does Craig, Greg says, do you have Coke Zero? That's the first question. <laughs> That's the first yeah. question I ask every restaurant. Are you Coke or Pepsi? Do you have Coke Zero? I always ask that. So Mark gives me a two-liter 
container of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, not knowing that I'm going on four months without pop, without soda pop. <laughs> so, so Mark knows me really well in one way and not very well in another. He doesn't know off-season, Greg, as well <laughs> as right. he knows in-season. And let Greg. me tell you, Greg, you can pour it out. It was on sale. So there's no <laughs> <laughs> but I said, in Mark's, honor, in Mark's honor, I'll go back on pop for the weekend, and, and I'll drink this uh, in Mark's honor tonight. So, Mark, I love you. Thank you for the birthday gifts. Very thoughtful of you. And uh, what, what a nice present it was for me today to have BYU give me a win. Yeah, twenty to I know, six. That is awesome because yeah. we've played a few bowl games on my birthday and we haven't been that successful. It's also my anniversary today, and so uh, wow. it's a big, big day. Hey. You can say something. Go ahead and say. <laughs> well, happy anniversary to my wife Tana, who was at the game today. Awesome. And uh, she never forgets my birthday, and I never forget our anniversary. <laughs> so it's it's a win win deal, right? That's, yeah. yeah, that's great. And hey, you great. know what I thought was cool, coming into the stadium today, my parking pass. Uh, tickets were full. That was nice. You know, because by the end of the year, you only got one parking oh, yeah, pass yeah. left, and, yeah. and you're all oh, sad. Yeah. Today yeah. was full. I got a full sheet of parking passes. I hear passes. what you're saying. We have a whole season to exactly. go. Exactly. This is only one game Just down. Starting. Oh, man, that, that is. Happy days, Greg. Oh, and uh, by the way, David Call, who won the ice cream, he said, fun fact, his uncle Kenny Call oh, my gosh, was you're playing on the me. team with you that season. Well, he baptized me. What? Kenny Call baptized me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- that's who won this, and his nephew just won the ice cream. This is a this is a surreal circle of life moment here. Oh my gosh, that is that I, he stopped at the booth before when we were out in the when we were out in the parking lot and said hi. That's awesome. That it. Dang, this is gonna make me chill up here a little bit. Okay, an emotional Mark Lyons. Is, yeah. his, his eyes are glassing over, folks. We better, we better wrap it up right about Kenny now. Kenny Call was awesome. All right, uh, 6.30 pregame, 8.30 kick mountain time next week for BYU and LSU. We'll talk to you from NRG Stadium in Houston. Last time we were there, we got a heck of a game, 47-46. Yeah. Oh, BYU beat Houston. Taysom Hill, that was peak Taysom Hill. That was yeah, an all-time that was, that game. Was, that, I still have a picture. I think it was 28-27. With like uh, only two minutes into the game, I think maybe one minute into the game it was twenty-eight twenty-seven. I got a picture. Sixty seconds in, fifty-five points have been scored. It was incredible. No, it was insane. And I think that was the game uh, on Monday morning. Taysom was nothing but one big bruise. Oh man, yeah. he, laid he got out there beat that night. up and still was able to have enough strength to make all plays in that final. That was an drive. all-time game. Skyler Ridley. Back shoulder, Back shoulder. Taysom. We had Taysom. Cody Hoffman running down the sideline. And line, there, those touchdowns. guys, those guys were amazing. That quarterback could run and... Oh, yeah, he was really good. Uh, and Ward. Horn. Ward and O'Corn were the two guys O'Korn. that day. O'Corn. O'Corn. Yeah, and now Ward came in, yeah, and that guy down the sideline, oh, my gosh. They had a couple of wideouts that were just burners, and they were throwing it up all night long. That's it was right. a crazy right. game. Alani Fua intercepts the, to seal it. To seal, to it seal the, the win. Oh, that was a ball game. Taysom ran for 100-plus, passed for 400-plus. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Yep. So we're that back was to a that ball building. game. Yep. So we hope that, uh, that things dry out enough that we can actually have that game played next week. So we'll <laughs> monitor the situation and hope to be playing next Saturday night in Houston. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up for tonight. Let's thank all those who made our broadcast possible. Our network manager, Mike Tingle, our coordinating producer, Dave Shook, and our board operator, Carter Malloy, getting us on and keeping us on the air. Our thanks to the entire crew at uh, BYU Athletics and BYU Broadcasting. Uh, Barry Squires, our engineer here in the booth. Sean Fay with Engineering Assistance. Interns Tanner and Michael. Tanner Wilkinson and Michael Shreve with us. And the other interns at BYU Broadcasting today, uh, Cole Wissinger and uh, Paige Hunt and Emma Latin, along with Tommy Johnson. All of the interns helping us out. Good work by all of those folks. Jason Shepard. 
back in the yes. studio today. Jason yeah. back with the broadcast Thanks. crew. Good to, be, good to have Shep with us uh, once again. Our spotter, Doug Martin. Our stat man, Ralph Sokolowski. Duff Tittle and Brett Pine and uh, Kenny Cox and Jenny Wheeler and the entire athletic communication staff for BYU football doing good things to help us uh, with our broadcast. And I get to work with, uh, with my good buddies, Nate Mickle to my right, Mike Lyons to my left, and my name is Greg Grubel, and that's everybody, right? Yeah. For all of us, we're saying thank you for tuning in. BYU 20 in Portland State 6 is our final score. BYU and LSU, nationally ranked LSU, coming up next Saturday from Houston. 6.30 pregame, 8.30 kick, Mountain Time. So for everybody, once again, I am Greg Rubel saying, in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Football on the new skin. BYU Sports Network, good night and so long from Provo, Utah.